0: You're listening to the Woman Who Chat podcast with me, your host, Sandra Garlic. a podcast where I chat to women in business who share their knowledge and top tips, especially for you. I also share my own tips to help you gain visibility fast so that you appear to be everywhere, even when you're not. I'm delighted to bring this podcast to you each week to inspire and motivate you to achieve. Enjoy the podcast. Woman Who Chat is sponsored by Grow Radio. Grow Radio is an online radio station dedicated to bringing you a different podcast on the hour, every hour. I'm proud that Woman Who Chat is played on Grow Radio every Tuesday at 3pm and Friday at 8am and to be a part of their podcasting community. If you want to listen to the station, explore their shows, check out many of the blogs to improve your podcasting skills or get your podcast onto Grow Radio head over to growradio.uk today. Welcome to Woman Who Chat and today I want to chat to you all about mindset. Now what I want to emphasize here is that you don't have to be entrenched in either a fixed mindset or growth mindset. Sometimes we need a combination of both. So don't be feeling by what I've got what I'm saying here today is that you've got to be one or the other. That definitely isn't the case. What I have realized over the course of my business journey is that sometimes we can get entrenched in one or the other. And if you're entrenched in a fixed mindset, it can be a barrier to growth. So I want to share a few little things with you that I've learned and things that might help you in your journey. So the main difference with a fixed and growth mindset is they come from two different perspectives or attitudes that you might have towards your abilities, your talent, your intelligence. So let's have a look at some of the differences and how you might view things. So what about your beliefs? Well, if you've got a fixed mindset, you probably believe that your ability or your intelligence are fixed things that can't be changed or developed. Whereas if you were in a growth mindset, you might believe that your abilities can be developed and improved through effort and learning and practice. So what about when we come to challenges? Well, I've certainly had loads of those. And I tend to view challenges as an experience that I can treat depending on what stance my mindset is in. So if I'm in a fixed mindset, I'm more likely to think I've got... You know, to avoid challenges because they mean failure, the reflection of my inability to do something. Whereas if I'm facing a challenge and I'm in more of a growth mindset, I'll embrace those challenges. And I see them as opportunities for growth and learning. So when I look back to when I broke my ankle, which is eight years ago, this month at the time of recording, and I could have actually seen that as a massive challenge, but it actually created an opportunity and woman who was born. So it's about looking at the challenge that you're presented with and Placing yourself in the mindset, well, what can I learn from this? What can I develop from this? What opportunities does this create for me? Let's look at effort. So in a fixed mindset, you'd see effort as a sign of uh, incompetence or lack of ability and believe that other people find things so easily. So actually, I can never do that. But look at them. They find it so easy. I can never be like them. Whereas if you're in a grown, growth mindset, you realise that those people have probably put in a lot of effort to get where they are today. People don't just create businesses overnight and have success. They've worked really hard. I've been in business for gosh 17 years now, self-employed. But actually, a woman who's been going for eight years, the ankle break—that's where it started. It was an opportunity to create a whole new business, but. You know, people look at Woman Who and think, well, I'll duplicate that, I'll create that. It doesn't look very difficult, but they don't realise the amount of effort and hard work that's gone into Woman Who over the years to evolve and to make it what it is today. So it's about looking at your mindset, and how you look at that and think, well, actually, I probably can do that if I put in the effort. So, you know, coming back to the ankle break and setback. And then people have loads of setbacks in business. You know, we have challenges all the time. If I look at the pandemic, it was a massive setback for me, as it probably was for a lot of you. But actually, it's looking at what you can bring and resolve from that setback. So if you've got a fixed mindset, you get very discouraged and disheartened by every little setback and failure, and you see them as huge failures rather than seeing them as learning opportunities. So if you've got a growth mindset, you see them as opportunities for learning and resilience. And people with a a growth mindset use the setbacks as a chance to reflect, which is exactly what I did in both the pandemic and when I broke my ankle. And And you adjust your strategies, you know, you persevere and you look for another way. I often say this, you know, we're not on a direct journey. We're not on the motorway from A to B. We're going to take a few side roads along the journey to get to the destination. And sometimes we have to deviate. I'm not going to use the P word. Pivot. But, you know, we do have to make changes. We do have to tweak. We do have to change things. And that's coming from a growth mindset. So, what about feedback and criticism? Well, we all, you know, positive feedback is great. Constructive feedback is great, but I think criticism can come from two different perspectives. And when you're in a fixed mindset, you often feel threatened by feedback or criticism. Take it personally. You know, it's a personal attack on you uh, or your judgment or your ability. And that's often not the case. When I give feedback to people, I try and make it as constructive as I can. And I call it, you know, I put it in a positive sandwich. So I start off with something really positive about what they've done. And then the negative, I try and give as constructive feedback. And then I finish it off with something positive at the end. Because when you're giving feedback to others, you don't know how they're going to perceive that. And if they're in a fixed mindset at the time they receive it, they can take it very negatively and take it as a personal attack. Whereas in the growth mindset, you know, it's valuable input and and it should be framed that way. So when you're receiving feedback from others, take that as not criticism, but something that you could learn from, an opportunity to develop further. So just flipping between those two there, you'll have seen I've given you an idea about having a growth mindset can lead to uh, greater resilience, motivation better improvements and it really encourages you to embrace your challenges, put in the effort and, and learn from those setbacks as well. So I'm going to share some of my tips for having a, a, a better mindset, let's just say. It might be fixed, it might be growth, but just ways to look at mindset in a slightly different way. So self-belief, you know, really believe in your abilities and have confidence in your ideas. If you're not sure, bounce them off somebody else, but trust yourself and trust your potential to succeed. It's very easy to use comparisonitis and to look at other people and think, oh God, they're so amazing. I can never do that. But in a growth mindset, that's self-belief. Really work on your self-belief because we are all unique. We all approach things in a different way we all deliver in a different way if i looked at everybody else that ran uh, speaker training or speaker uh, boot camps that i deliver and i looked at all the different people that deliver i think oh well i can't do that because they're doing it but in a world you know it, look at supermarkets Every supermarket, there are so many of them. But if I was one of those supermarkets, thought well, I can't do, I can't open Tesco's because there's a Sainsbury's down the road. They don't think like that. You often find them in close proximity. So everybody has a different way of delivering. So trust and really believe in your own abilities and ideas. If we stay focused on our goals and intentions, we can be much more productive so it's about setting clear goals if you set goals or intentions as I do uh, and stay committed to achieving them really focus on what they are and try and avoid those distractions people often say to me stay in your own lane and that's true enough we do need to look outside of what we're doing we do need to be receptive to what our customers want but actually avoiding those distractions allows us to stay focused on what we really want to achieve briefly interrupting this podcast. Have you ever wondered how some people appear to be everywhere? Do you want more visibility and more clients? Are you time core right now? Want to gain visibility quickly? Then you need to attend the Let's Get Visible Visibility Bootcamp. We'll spend a whole day together where we'll map out your visibility strategy to ensure that you appear to be everywhere, even when you're not. Book your place now at womanwho.co.uk forward slash events. There are also monthly payment options available. Now back to the podcast. positivity. Well, I believe in surrounding myself with positivity. I have been around negative people in the past who try to knock me down every idea I've come up with. Oh, no, we can't do that because or if I come up with a new way of doing things, they're resistant to change or they knock you down at every opportunity, you know, that they highlight all the risks and all the negatives of what you want to do. So I found over the years that surrounding myself with positive and supportive people who inspire me, people who want me to grow, who celebrate the path that I'm on, people that want me to reach my potential. And I tend to avoid negative people now. And when I'm looking for mentors, And coaches for myself, I always look for, and for role models, I'm always looking for people who I'd love to be around and in their sort of lane as it was, uh, rather than people who are very negative and self-limiting in a way, uh, and want to criticise what I'm trying to achieve. Now, there uh, we've talked about criticism, and it comes in two different ways, but people can have a very negative viewpoint about everything you do, and sometimes that isn't a good space to be in. So you'll notice that when I'm in the community, for example, the Woman Who community on Facebook, I talk a lot about my – as it is, I tell you the good, the bad, and the ugly – but I try and put a positive spin on things. You know, I always look for the silver lining. So what about those challenges? Let's come back to them. We've talked about how they should be seen as opportunities for growth and learning. In business, I know that sometimes something we're trying to do, we feel as if we're wading through treacle. Sometimes we come up with something new and it has zero impact downside of all this is sometimes we can jump from one thing to another and we don't give it that time. So it's about embracing the challenges. Seek feedback from those you trust, those people in your supportive community and say, what am I not doing here? What am I not clear about? Is this something my audience wants. So it's about learning from those challenges and embracing the new experience. And and sometimes you've got to step outside your comfort zone to develop new skills and expand yourself. And sometimes, you know, when you're in a fixed mindset, it's very difficult to do that. So it's been about being about open to new ideas, open to new opportunities. And then when those challenges come along, think, well, yeah, I've got a block there. I've got a barrier, but there must be another way of doing this. There's possibly something different I can do here. I've talked about the Woman Who community, and it's about a strong support network. It's about like-minded women in business. It's about surrounding yourself with those people who understand what you're doing, that want to support you and want to see you succeed. So it's going to networks where you feel inspired, where you feel feeling motivated, where you're going to meet those people that are going to go along with you on the journey. Others have achieved successes in your industry. So never look at other people that do what you do. You'll see that I'm running with three other women in business. We're running the great women in business meetup on International Women's Day. Now we've got a great product that we're bringing to you there from four different networks who all do similar sort of things to a similar sort of audience, but we're not in competition with each other. We've recognized that collaboration, that network, bringing those networks together, we can support each other and grow together. And the other networks can benefit from each of our expertise, which is different. So rather than looking at people who are probably in doing something similar to you. Look at those collaboration opportunities because I know that the great Women in Business meetup is going to be a fantastic day. So if you want to know more about that, do get in touch. That's the 8th of March, International Women's Day. I learned a lot last year about self-care and it's very easy not to prioritise yourself and it can be a huge drain. So Prioritizing your well being, your self care is really important. If you don't look after yourself, you can't be there for others, whether that's family or clients or anybody else. So it includes mental and emotional work on yourself as well, it includes getting enough rest, enough sleep, or just relaxing occasionally. You know, it doesn't mean you have to go and spend money. It means you just need to sit back uh, and, and take your mind somewhere else, whether that's reading a book, exercising preparing fresh meals. I love and get a huge sense of achievement where I've bought fresh ingredients and made myself something to eat. And sometimes, you know, when you're on your own, it's very difficult to think, oh, I can't be bothered. But actually, if I cook something, I, you know, I make enough for three and freeze two portions and I've got fresh meals, you know, for the rest of the week or in the future. So I do practice eating very nutritious. I don't tend to eat anything processed if I can help it or very occasionally. And it's about engaging in, in things that bring you joy and relaxation. So it's looking for those things. It's not saying you've got to do exercise, you've got to cook healthy food, you've got to go on dog walks or long walks. It's what suits your lifestyle, your circumstances and what you enjoy. Now, I really enjoy going for a nice walk in the fresh air with the dog. So that's something I'll do more of. I enjoy reading, that's something I'll do more of. I enjoy cooking from scratch, that's something I'll do more of. And I enjoy exercise in a certain way. But if you tell me to go and run, that's not something I enjoy. If you tell me to go and ride a bike, that's something I don't enjoy. So I find the exercise that maybe I can tolerate and is more joyful than the exercise that I really hate. Failure is not a dirty word, it's not a bad word. You have to achieve failure to move to the next level. And, you know, you look at the Richard Bransons in the world, uh, you know, they've all failed. They've all had multiple failures before they've achieved what they're going to achieve. You know, Edison bulb. he had so many failures before He actually achieved what he wanted to do with the light bulb. So you've got to think of yourself like that. You are going to have multiple failures, but they are stepping stones to be where you need to be. They are valuable learning opportunities. I always call them learning curves. And it's about learning from those mistakes, from those learning opportunities, adapting, tweaking, changing, and constantly moving forward. But don't forget, sometimes you may have to take two steps back To move further forward sometimes we have to step back to look review and see what went wrong and then it means we can move forward again so every time i get a setback or something as i don't i I tend to embrace it now i tend to think what can i learn from this why did that happen what could i do differently next time and (laughs) i'm the ever optimist i look to look I love to look at what's in the future and nurture my optimism. Uh, I focus on the solutions rather than the problems. So if you're always looking for the problems and always looking at the negative, you're never going to find the solutions. And to find those solutions, it's about looking at them with a positive attitude. And it I find it puts me in a more creative space. So it's about looking, where do you create? Now, I know I create near and close to water, whether that be in the shower, washing my hair, whether it be sitting by the ocean or sitting but walking alongside a river. And I found that I don't take my mobile phone with me when I go out walking or when I'm in the shower or anything like that, because that's when I create. I just write things down as soon as I get to a place where I can write them again. But I find that I tend to re, you know, create in that I have those creative moments when I know that I can find things. So it's about creating that space for yourself to help you be optimistic about the future and to get those things written down. You don't have to do them all straight away, but being in that creative space is a good place to be. And I'm always looking to grow and to learn. And that doesn't mean necessarily to grow my business. It's to grow as a person and to grow my learning. So I'm always seeking further knowledge. I'm always learning, constantly listening to podcasts. I'm always reading personal development books. I'm writing my own book. Um, I'm reading through different things online Uh, I attend workshops and seminars. I'm constantly curious to learn more and be open to new ideas seeing things and hearing things. Sometimes I listen to podcasts and I think, well, I know this, I know all this stuff, but hearing it from somebody else's perspective can bring a whole new dimension to what I'm doing. Now, I'm not going to run off and do exactly what they're doing. What I'm going to do is look at the way I deliver something and think, well, could I make it better? Could I improve it? What have I learned from that experience that I can incorporate into how I do things and make them even better for my clients? (laughs) you <laughs> And the final one, which I'm going to say anyway, because really uh, I'm all about recognizing and celebrating your achievements. So it's taking that time to acknowledge and celebrate your achievements because no matter how tiny those things are, they are the little stepping stones that you're achieving along the way. And sometimes we have the end goal in mind and we forget to celebrate those small wins on the way. So celebrating your successes not only boosts your confidence, but it reminds you of your progress. So I always have little check-ins with myself. You can do this weekly or monthly, and it's sitting down with a pen and paper saying, what have I achieved this week? What have I done? Wow, yes, I updated that page on the website. Huge pat on the back. Yes, I've reached out to that person and they've come on board as a client or they've asked for more information. Uh, Yes, I've uh, been to two networking events this week. It's about those little achievements that... Um, taking you forward. And if you really want to celebrate those achievements, of course, the Woman Who Achieves Awards are open for entry. And it's a great way of recognising those achievements, no matter how small, but they're your achievements. Don't think you're going to be measured against anybody else because what's different with a Woman Who Achieves Awards is there are no categories. You haven't got a pigeon to pigeonhole yourself into a specific sector or a specific area. So you can be just you and your achievements are yours and you're unique and that's how the judges are looking at you. So I hope you found some of that interesting. It's my perspective on things and I'd love to hear yours as well. So thank you for listening and I'll be back next week with another episode even of Woman Who Chat. Thank you for listening to the Woman Who Chat podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Join me next week for more inspiration, learning, and top tips. In the meantime, visit womanwho.co.uk to find out how you can start your Woman Who journey, or even feature on a future podcast. You can also join the Woman Who Achieves community on Facebook. The link is in the show notes. There, you'll get the opportunity to network, find support, and make new connections with over a 1,000 women in business. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's podcast. And if there are any topics you would like to hear, just get in touch with me, your host, Sandra Garlick.